Hey friends, welcome back to the Healing 30s podcast. For those of you that don't know, my name is Sinchana and I am here to heal myself in my 30s and uh, maybe help you along the way. So hopefully uh, that strikes a chord with you and you can join us because, well, we have all the fun, Avi. So let's get into today. Today I want to talk about magnesium, why I did it, what happened, why it's good for you, all that dang things. This episode is sponsored by my well, my YouTube channel, Let's Not Get Ourselves, Most of My Life Is. So you should head over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash TV. I will leave that in the description. But there we have all of the clear skin diaries. And that is really where most of these topics are coming from is the clear skin diaries. I cannot stress enough how much trying to heal myself from the inside out 30 days at a time has affected my body and everything. And I want you to join in on the fun. So head on over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash TV. All right, so hopefully you've hopped over to there to the YouTube channel and now you're back and we can get into it and talk magnesium. So as some of you know, and as I mentioned, I am doing the Clear Skin Diaries and they are inspiring a lot of the content I'm putting on here. So hopefully I will be on here most Mondays if you want to check back, Monday, Tuesday to see if I made an episode. I, fingers crossed, hopefully will. But one of the things that I did for 30 days was incorporate magnesium into my diet and like plenty of magnesium. Uh, I went through, and I will link this article down below. It is the Dave Asprey Bulletproof, the Bulletproof Supplements List. And he, in it, gives you the amount of magnesium that you should be taking per body weight. And I sort of followed his for the most part, just because I've read his books, I really enjoyed them and I trust a lot of his work. So, and magnesium is definitely a low harm supplement it really is not going to there's very few poor side effects from it besides like poop in your pants that's that's pretty much it that's that's the main one if you do over you'll know you've overtaken magnesium if you're like runny so yeah so i went through that i think i calculated my magnesium around 400 and i stuck with that for the 30 days i did gradually increase to the 400 though i started out i believe at 100 for the first week i have to look back on the footage i still haven't edited that but then bumped it up to 200 for the second 300 for the third and then i believe 400 for the fourth week and then i've sort of steadily continued with the 400. why did i personally decide to do this well i'm going to tell you that at the end i think i'll give you like a little rundown of magnesium first and what it does in your body and why it's so important. And then I'll tell you why I decided it was really important for my skin because I wasn't doing it for other reasons. I do believe that a lot of other things have been helped from it, but I definitely don't believe that. I wasn't looking at it from that perspective. I wasn't like, oh, I wanna do it because I want to poop more. I was doing it because I wanted my skin to clear up, but that meant pooping more. So. 
What is magnesium? It's a mineral and important nutrient our body needs basically to function. It's responsible for helping with over 300 biochemical enzyme reactions within the body. And additionally, many of these enzyme reactions are directed with our, are like very closely associated with our hormones. Um, some of the examples of the things that it does, it definitely helps with uh, regulating blood sugar levels. It helps with muscles and nerves, helps them work more efficiently. Uh, body to maintain a steady heart rate which is why it's also known for that whole rest and digest calming and we'll get into um, also why it's normally people will tell you to take it right before bedtime it is best taken right before bed however some people that do do the whole poopsing right away thing because their body can't exactly handle that amount of magnesium those people are actually better to split up their magnesium into half midway through the day or in the morning and then half at night so that the absorption is a little bit more consistent you're not just bombarding your body with magnesium so this is one of the leading nutrient deficiencies in adults in like north america i believe i read somewhere and this i don't fully quote me on this but i believe it's something like it affects even just a mild form of it at least 80 percent of us so we are deficient at least 80 percent, which is pretty crazy so um some of the symptoms that you might experience and i personally have experienced many of them as a result and you know what to be honest as i was sort of like compiling my list of things i wanted to talk about for this i didn't even like i read some things and i was like oh my goodness i totally experienced this but i just didn't attribute it to the magnesium while i was doing the 30 days i think i just yeah, I think I just sort of assumed that it happened. So one of the things that it really helps with is low energy and brain fog. Um, and magnesium is used to create ATP. And without magnesium, you need a higher level of oxygen during exercise and you tire more quickly. Now, personally, I hit a lot of PRs and I felt like my workouts were a little bit easier as soon as I started taking magnesium. And honestly, until I read that, I didn't really put it together. To be honest, I just kind of thought like, oh yeah like i'd done a few more sprints and stuff so maybe the sprints were helping me out but i i'm sure it was a combination i can't 100 say that that was the reason but like man alive i definitely definitely think that it was contributing the other thing the brain fog um magnesium plays like a super crucial role with your mitochondrial function and the mitochondria are the structures that are responsible for producing energy and without enough magnesium they have difficulty producing enough energy to power those clear thoughts and this is another thing that i definitely like hindsight when i look back on it i felt like i had a lot of focused and productive days and not a lot of distraction happened. And I think that that was, again, I didn't track it, so I can't 100% say it's related to this, but I definitely felt like as I started intaking magnesium, I, you can see those months I actually got more productive. If you look back on like my YouTube videos and my Instagram posts, and I definitely was a lot more in flow and consistent. Um, PMS symptoms. Our production of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are really, really reliant on magnesium levels. And estrogen obviously plays a huge role in PMS of any sort, essentially. And um, 
I mean, it has a lot to do with hormone function just in general. And this is also why magnesium partially is associated with like helping with migraines and headaches. There's been a lot of research done where they did double blind studies and they gave people with chronic migraines or people with PMS and they gave them even just low doses of magnesium and it definitely like shot through the roof on how they felt. Constipation, obviously, I mentioned that one already. The loosey goosey stools can happen if you overtake it. But on the other hand, it does help with absorption of water and it helps with relaxing and contracting um, the intestinal tract muscles. And if you know anything about the way that muscles work, when they are hypertonic, that means they're really, really tense all the time. They definitely lose some of their power when they need to squeeze to work properly. And in order, when the magnesium helps them relax, and do, then when they need to do their jobs and they actually need to push and they need to squeeze and do all the things, they can do it. Um, like I said, even if you're eating a lot of greens, which is, we'll get into that as the main food that, not the main food, but one of the foods that is really, really high in magnesium, you can still be pretty deficient in it. And unless you are really, really regular with your stool and it comes like clockwork and you are good to go like two to three times a day and you feel really, really relieved after, I definitely suggest either upping your greens intake and or incorporating some sort of supplement. Um, muscle cramps and spasms, like I just talked about the whole muscles having to work hypertonic, they spasm if they do not have, they then become a lot more less powerful if they cannot be supplemented with magnesium and they also become uncoordinated and this is where something like restless leg syndrome comes in. Uh, anxiety is also really really huge when it comes to magnesium and it is super magnesium is super important for the production of neurotransmitters like GABA and which is assists with the production of happy hormones like serotonins and it also helps with the chemicals that communicate, helps with the chemicals found in the brain that help your nerves communicate with each other. Therefore, the lack of magnesium can result in anxiety and even mess with your sleep. Which again, rewinding back, if you take some magnesium before bedtime, that is the optimum plan time to take it and it will definitely assist with your sleep and hopefully if you experience things like restless leg syndrome because I know a lot of people experience it at night the intake of magnesium should be bouncing that down the ladder another big one that I did not really put together until again I was doing my little deciding on what I wanted to talk about because I feel like magnesium has so many benefits but there's some crucial ones and one of the things that I found super interesting and I think that it's really really re relevant for what happened through my experience is that recurrent bacterial and fungal infections due to low levels of nitric oxide can result as low amounts of magnesium in your body and I as I was like doing the research for this I realized in my own body I have struggled with candida a lot 
and with the intake of magnesium i have definitely seen a serious decline in it it doesn't even like broach the surface anymore for the most part there's a little bit of like residual stuff going on with skin issues but honestly it's like a million times better and i never really put those together which is pretty crazy so you know and another couple of big ones are that cardiovascular disease has definitely been linked to magnesium and specifically it's really really interesting that the most highest amount of magnesium within the whole body is stored in the heart specifically within the heart's left ventricle and this works to support proper blood pressure so yeah just it, it's a very there's been a lot of research linking and implicating, not necessarily like cause and effect, but implicating lack of magnesium in cardiovascular diseases such as hypertension and cardiac arrhythmia or even diabetes. So the other big one that I think is really, really relevant to myself personally is cold extremities are a result of low magnesium aka poor blood circulation because of poor muscle and nerve function. So when you think about cold extremities, me personally, I know that on days that I work out and I really work those extremities, I am definitely a lot less cold in my feet and my hands than on days that I am like a couch potato. And I would notice this when I was younger, especially a lot when I played a lot of sports and when I would stop and not play for a couple of weeks because it was the off season or whatever and I would sort of lay around on the couch. I got that antsy feeling in my legs and additionally like cold extremities all the time, like cold and clammy almost. So I just wanna like do a little quick rundown of the things that deplete magnesium. And magnesium is so important to replenish because there are just regular daily functions that deplete our magnesium and it's not even anybody or anything like anything malicious happening within our bodies it's not our body attacking itself it's not our body doing anything it's regular daily functions like movement heartbeat like your heart beating hormone production just it, you need to replenish your magnesium but then additionally in on top of that we are getting bombarded with so many things that are messing with that magnesium intake to begin with, we eat a lot more processed foods than people in the past used to, which means that we get a lot less magnesium in general. We, Our soil, when it's tested, is actually severely depleted. And that is just goes to less nutrient availability and less nutrients going into our bodies when we, even when we eat a vegetable-based, clean, whole foods diet. The other thing is so many of us have gut issues. Like go back and listen to, I think the podcast before is on celery juice, which I also broach a little bit about the gut. And then the podcast before that is on my GI, like gastrointestinal uh, tract cleanse that I'm doing. It's just, yeah. And then the other thing is a lot of us are on antibiotics and prescription meds and don't even get me started on birth control because that is a whole podcast I can talk about on what happened with my body. And I wasn't even on it for that long. Like I know a lot of people that are on it for, I was probably on it for maybe five years, which is not a short period of time by any means, but 
I know people that are on it for like 15 years. So yeah, uh, liver disorders, kidney dysfunction, heart failure and issues, just in general, any sort of stress, alcohol consumption, caffeine, sugar, and any toxic overload, which is like, tuh, again, that is a full podcast. That is literally everything in from like the fumes coming off of your brand new couch to like the fact that you're just live in a city probably I mean I'm just guessing but even then you're not really surrounded by trees and a lot of greenery you've got I mean I've got trees on my street but like let's not get ourselves they ain't anything fancy it is literally like one tree in front of every house and you know we we are a lot less diverse in our environment and a lot less greenery just in general so your toxic load is fairly high even if you are trying to be pretty low on the toxic scale so yeah those are the things that deplete us hey friends so if you're enjoying this you probably like hashtag being your best self and I really think that you should hop over to the YouTube channel sweatandyoga.com forward slash tv who is sponsoring this lovely podcast because that is where I share in video format all of the things I'm trying for my skin and you're just gonna love it I think so I think you should just hop on over there check it out okay 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 so how to get magnesium, how to increase your absorption, um, there is a few things you could do. So in obviously starting food first, I'm a big believer in starting food first and that is adding in things like leafy greens, um, like spinach and chard and kale because magnesium is an essential component of chlorophyll which is the green pigment that helps a plant convert sunlight into energy adding in things like avocados, salmon, nuts, almonds, cashews, and Brazil nuts are really high in those. Beans, like black beans and mung beans, again, high in the meg, and bananas. Um, again, I did mention that the soil is a lot less nutrient dense, but that doesn't mean that you should just like give up on healthy foods. There is a lot, still a lot of fiber, a lot of magnesium to be taken in from these foods and they definitely shouldn't be nixed in lieu of supplements. Now, if you're already getting a lot of these and I myself was getting quite a bit, I have probably like, let's say five cups of spinach at least a day. And that's not, that's just in like one smoothie. That's not including what I have for dinner. That's not including what I have for lunch. That's literally just like my after workout smoothie. and. I still felt like I was deficient in magnesium. And from there, we wanna get into adding something else. So there's a couple of different ways that you can add in magnesium that's not just supplement, that's not just supplementing. So obviously the obvious one is oral supplements you can take. There's a couple of different um, forms that you can take it. The magnesium glycinate is the best absorbed in the digestive tract. I personally take magnesium citrate. That is also works really well for me personally. The other thing that you can do is do some sort of topical application. So you can buy magnesium oil or you can buy magnesium citrate like flakes and then it's really, really easy. You just have to boil some water, one part, like so one cup of flakes, 
one cup of boiling water, mix it together, and then put in a spray bottle. The only thing with that is it has some pretty gnarly side effects. So I personally, once I use it a lot, like I get layer, it gets really, really itchy. And then I get like, have you ever seen those people that like do the fancy foot soaks and then like their foot is just peeling everywhere. It's like a foot peel. That literally happens all over my entire body, anywhere I put magnesium oil on. So um, if I'm gonna be wearing a dress sometime soon, <laughs> or flip-flops i definitely steer away from the oil because it does have that effect on my body but you know what if it's the middle of winter i just do it i go for it it does also make my sheets a little grimy and my husband complains about that but you do you boo he's learned that he can just wait it out the other thing if you just want like a quick dose and you want to you know, commit to something, especially a little extra self-care is an Epsom salt bath. It's similar to the topical application and the way that it works. It's actually magnesium best absorbed through our skin. Um, a lot of the, the digestive tract is not the best option, especially for people who have things like leaky gut. And then the last option, if you're going real extreme and you're really, really low on magnesium is the intravenous supplementing. And that's your own kind of animal i definitely gotta say i've never tried that the way to help your body absorb magnesium better so like i said topically if you can handle it is definitely the best because your skin absorbs it a lot better and it gets into your blood and your heart and it gets to the right places now some people can't handle that and therefore they have to take it internally and go through the digestive tract unfortunately a lot of it can get lost in the process but to minimize that, you can work on healing your gut. Again, you can check out the previous two podcasts. You can optimize kidney function, which controls the level of magnesium within the body and excretes magnesium into the urine each day. So it kind of decides like what's happening. And if it's functioning properly, it can definitely be a help in the situation rather than a hindrance. And the other one that I would say, now this is not proven and even in any of the stuff that I read, it didn't really say anything about it. But to me, that seems sort of crazy. So this is my own theory on magnesium absorption. So take it with a grain of salt, okay? But I'm drawing my own conclusion. Based off of all of the research I sussed through at, before I started taking magnesium, and then like I did it again to sort of rebrief myself and, and compile what I wanted to talk about, thing that kept coming up for me and kept showing up and like really being out there for me is they talk about anxiety depleting magnesium and fast you know anxious breathing and fast heart rate all of it depleting magnesium but guess what controls that guess what controls a lot of that stuff is your breath and actually your heart basically sits on like a sack of your lungs so as you're breathing you're massaging your heart which is where we already mentioned is the most amount of magnesium so it's interesting to me that we don't talk about that um and like i said breathing slow controlled in and out put yourself in that vagal nerve rest and digest state so even a little bit of yoga even just some deep breaths in and out not just in out is actually slightly more important in my personal opinion 
I, I mean, again, this is my own conclusion, but I genuinely believe that this can help your magnesium absorption is just taking a few deep breaths. Actually, as a matter of fact, let's all pause right now and do a six count breath in. Hold. And then six out. Now, if you did that, you probably felt your shoulders sort of relax. You, if you were taking your pulse and you felt like you were anxious, you would notice that your heart rate would slow down. So, I mean, obviously more research needs to be done. Let's not kid ourselves, but I definitely feel that this could be beneficial. You can do some breathing, do some meditation and, you know, watch that magnesium uptake go up, girl. Now I just wanna like debrief and talk about specifically why I decided to take magnesium for my skin. I know that I was doing the Clear Skin Diaries and it's not like super specifically directly related to the skin. So I think a lot of people thought maybe you should do like a cleanser first or maybe you should do a probiotic. And while those are great suggestions, I also felt that I needed a detox first and foremost. And as I said, the poops are real. I wanted to sort of like clear all the gunk out. I wanted my muscles and my nerves and my GI tract to be functioning properly before I started adding things topically or even taking in supplements. Because magnesium is linked to so many supplements, so many nutrients functioning properly, I wanted to make sure that my body was at the right level of magnesium. And I didn't want to just be wasting things like collagen or whatever else I was inputting. Also, even though I intake, like I said, a ton of spinach, I thought it wasn't enough. And I, my poop was like, eh, okay. I would say it was like a once a day thing, but it wasn't as consistent as I would like it to be. I was pretty low energy. My, there was a lot of brain fog there. And if you think like I had some muscle cramps and stuff, and if you think that like your face, your face is full of muscles, you think about the fact that you need to be able to use them all and let them contract and relax when they need to and work them out if you think about that you think about what magnesium can do for them if it relaxes them and then lets them function more properly Honestly, I genuinely believe that things like face rolling are really, really popular right now because they are creating that muscle memory connection to your body where your body is actually like, oh yeah, I've got these fancy fun muscles that I can actually poke at and feel and use. And then sometimes they are super hypertonic and I can actually relax them and give myself an extra second and breathe and chill the F out. Additionally, as I mentioned, magnesium has a lot to do with estrogen and I had a lot of hints personally that my skin issues were coming from, well, estrogen and other hormones. Not necessarily just estrogen, but it was a lot of jawline stuff. It was a lot of underneath skin stuff. It was a lot of 
painful, almost cystic, but not quite. I don't even know how to describe it. So there was a lot going on there and I felt like maybe there was some estrogen dominance and estrogen needed to be flushed out properly and magnesium is really, really, really helpful for that. And I was, like I mentioned earlier, I had super cold extremities and it got to the point where it was even happening when I worked out, which to me was a pretty big indicator that I needed to intake some more magnesium. And, and you know, if your hands and feet are cold, I feel like we pay way less attention to our, our face. And it might not be cold, but it might be losing some of those nerves and muscle connections that we need. So I really felt like magnesium was a big tool for my skin detox and it needed to be utilized for sure and I definitely feel like throughout the four weeks I will do a full video on it but throughout the four weeks you see my skin gradually improve and the type of breakouts that I was having definitely change pretty drastically like they go from being pretty cystic underneath the skin to more blackheady and like pimply and then eventually even further to like just blackheady and dry so it definitely has a progression and I think that that's what made me really interested in magnesium in the first place is that I knew that it would have a pretty big impact on my skin so if you try magnesium and if you try taking in a supplement like I said I will link Dave Asprey's bulletproof guidelines down below but if you do decide that you want to take magnesium let me know head over to Instagram shoot me a message it is instagram.com forward slash sanchana s-a-y i will again also leave that in the comments below and then you know if you enjoyed this make sure you like subscribe and like and hashtag do all the things but thank you so much for joining me this was another longer one i just was really excited to talk about magnesium it has been pretty life-changing for me and it sounds like all those life-changing things were really minor and while they sort of were they were also super major you know because yeah, I'm all about the poop. All about the poop and the clear skin. So yeah, thanks so much for joining me and I will catch you next Monday. Peace out, A-Town.